This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey, 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 everybody. I know y'all are used to Jeremy bringing us in, but he is taking a week off to deal with life. Uh, We miss you, Jeremy, but this is Candace, and welcome to Ratchet Ramblings, brought to you by Flawless Noises Media Network. It is a dynamic duo today, as I am joined by Adrian. Hey, Adrian. Hey, y'all. We are ready to get into it. I had um, added Adrian to the note. I keep a note of the shows that we're currently covering. And so we could put notes in there. And it looked like we got some things to talk about. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So let's let's get um let's get love and hip hop Atlanta out. Well, hold on. So as we were getting ready to record, it has broken all over social media that none other than the Hotep priestess herself, Monique Samuels and Chris Samuels are currently separated and in the beginning stages of going through their divorce. If y'all listen to this show, when we covered Love and Marriage DC, I called it, I called it, I called it. I said they were absolutely and utterly miserable on Love and Marriage DC. You, they could hardly say a word to each other without arguing, you you know, um, I am a lot of people are saying they're happy for Christmas, that and the third. I'm going to say until you really know the ins and outs of that situation, we can't say who was at fault if anybody was at fault. Maybe they just felt like they grew apart and this is what's best for them. But having three small children, having built this persona that y'all are the epitome of black love and this, that, and the third. Um, but I saw that divorce coming a mile away when I watched. She was so me, Chris, all of the time. Nothing he did was enough. For her. And maybe nothing he was doing in the home was enough for, for, you know, maybe it wasn't enough. After years and years and years of her being a stay-at-home mom and finally getting some air under her wings by way of these reality shows, she kind of took off and she started expanding her own brand. And, you know, she has that podcast that I can't stand the fucking name of it, not for lazy moms. She's doing like essential oils and humidifiers and she's doing the, the radio show over there in BC and... And so maybe with the revolt, the roles reversing and Chris now being more of a stay at home parent and her being the working, the working spouse, maybe it just took a strain on their marriage. We can't say, but I, I saw it coming with my peepers. I was like, oh, they, they look miserable. This upcoming season should be good then. I think this upcoming season of Love and Marriage DC will be a really good season because I think it will center on and around this pending divorce or separation and the couples trying to be there for them and trying to get them to work through it. And I think it'll be the focal point. Um, I ultimately do not think it will work. I think they will still end up divorcing. And then we will get to experience a single Monique Samuels and see what that looks like. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm not happy that they're separated, but I'm looking forward to this new season of Love and Marriage DC is what I will. So I'll go with that. Fair enough. Okay, now 
we can get into our shows. Um, and oh, and people talking about she's gonna try to get that Bravo bag again. She sealed the uh, the envelope of fate with Bravo when she hotep waddled over to own with Carlos King to get that bag. So I don't think she'll ever end up back on Bravo in any capacity. Um, I think the door is shut, much like it is for um Nene, but I, I I, but I could be wrong. Maybe she'll end up on the Real Housewives Ultimate Girl Trip as a as a single woman. But I don't think we'll ever see her back on Potomac. Is what I will. Okay. That's yeah, that makes sense. that makes sense. Um, I know the girls of Potomac are over there sniggling and giggling. Um, because honestly, while we give Giselle hell, and I do give Giselle hell, I think she has a nasty spirit, and I don't think she can take it half as well as she dishes it. But there, maybe there was some truth to the trainer rumor. Maybe there was some truth to the trouble in paradise rumors that have been swirling about Chris and Monique. Um, this separation certainly plays into that. So. Yeah, and I hate that. I hate it. Because people, you can have a rumor, and now if I don't stay with my partner forever, people will always be like, well, maybe that rumor was true. Maybe it wasn't a rumor. Yeah. yeah. Tis is life. Yeah. So we're going to head on to Atlanta real quick. Got a few shows down here. Um, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. I just, one thing a nigga going to do, a nigga is not going to be accountable for his behavior and his actions in a situation and it be in its degradation ever. And I thought it was so fucking hilarious that Jock wanted to be mad at Spice about this. Your wife wanted to meet up and have a, a talk with this woman. That's what, that's what Kendra wanted. You didn't have to, you could have said, we're not doing this. You drove her there, held her hand while y'all walked up to have a conversation with Mita. And you want to be mad at Spice. And even Spice tried to get the girl to fucking lie. Here's the thing. I do believe Kendra knew full heartedly about Mita, but I don't think she knew to the extent that you and Mita carried on. And so I'm sure that feels like a slap in the face. But when she found out about you lying to her about Mita in the first place, she should have called everything off. When she married you, I feel like that was her saying, okay, we, we're going to start anew. So I really don't have much for Kendra because she married you knowing these things about you. I, to, yeah. In my personal opinion, the extent doesn't matter. She knew that you were still messing around with this Mita lady. She knew about this baby being yours. And she still walked down that aisle. And so that was saying to me, this is a life anew. And what is... She's a weirdo. Kendra's a... She's a weirdo. Because now her argument with him is he needs to tell her brother and her mother? Who the fuck like, is your brother and your mother? That, but also this baby is from 2019. So you haven't told your family before huh. now? That's that's, that's, that's fishy. Thing. That's fishy. That's very fishy. And it's putting on airs. It, a lot of this to me is grandstanding. She is embarrassed. And so she is grandstanding and she's trying to shift the narrative. But again, this is a baby from 2019, like you said. Is he not spending time with this baby? Have your family not met his children? Are his children not welcome around your family? Because this don't make no sense to me. And I this don't is how think you that know baby is wrong. I don't huh? think that baby is. I don't think that baby is wrong. I don't think so. I don't think a lot of his children are around. If we're to be honest, when it comes to her family, and this is why for me they had no business getting married because he is a package deal. Him, all them babies, and all them baby mamas is a package deal. They come with him. 
They are extensions of him. Now, you may not have to deal with the baby mamas as much, but he should be seeing his children on a regular basis. And his children we, should be around your family. Because do we know why this leaked now about the existence of this baby? Or who oh, leaked it? That's what I'm wondering. Who leaked? Okay. Well, I feel like once we once you get that thread, I feel like you'll will you'll get to the bottom of it. Cause it's sounding mighty. Maybe he's paying child support. Well, Kendra's paying child support for this child, but he's not active with this yeah. child. That's and what now, it sounds like to me. Yeah, and now two years later, you know, that's a bit much now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, if we could be so kind as to Maybe put Safari in jail or something. The thing is, I am perfectly okay with Safari wanting to not be with Erica Mena. They are both toxic. They both have some unresolved trauma with them that needs to be worked on before they could be happy with anybody, let alone each other. But if she has filed for divorce, if she has been trying to serve you the divorce papers, why haven't you taken the papers to your lawyer to look over them and proceed forward with the situation? You don't get to hold that woman's life up. And that's what you're doing playing games, holding her life up, holding her hostage. You don't want to be with her. You're not in the home. You're not helping with your children. You're not a president accounted for a parent. Sign the fucking divorce papers and pay your child support and go about your fucking day. That's it. He another Ray J type nigga that I don't like. Yeah. You wanna yeah. you wanna be out here, but you wanna have your family, your cute little family tucked away for photo ops, for business meetings where being a family man looks better than being a bachelor. Yeah, yeah. And it's like instead of finding partners who want to do that, because like you said earlier, who are me to tell you what your marriage or relationship looks like? But instead of finding partners that are fine with that, they find partners that aren't okay with it and kind of try to force them to be okay with it. And then don't want to let these partners go when they decide they don't, the relationship no longer serves them. Correct. And that's my issue. I don't, have a problem with you want to be single and not be with her but i again like like you said adrian i got a problem with you want to keep her and those kids in the tuck and use them when it's an advantage for you cowardly yeah. and bullshit. family reunions nah yeah mm -mm. Leave me um, i'm glad it. to see i was glad to see that scrappy finally checked mama d but i feel like it's too little too late these are boundaries you should have created multiple relationships ago yeah you should have did this when you was with erica yeah, and you probably should have been it was still would have been with Eric. Yeah. But something about I don't know, I guess it's because I know background about Shay. And I'm sure Scrappy does also. I think he would be a lot a lot more upset with his mom if he didn't know Shay's background. I think he sees that Shay needs some type of mother figure. Yeah. And I think he would be okay. And I honestly an extension, I think Bambi would be okay, too, if Mama D wouldn't just do the most. She always takes it too far. That's and it. saying, I wish that this was my grand, my grandchild, that's too far. It's too far. You can be in this woman's life. You can have a relationship with Shay without always trying to make it seem like Scrappy missed out. Yeah, that that's my biggest issue. Scrappy didn't miss out on anything. It is what it is at this point. But you don't have to keep going out of your way to create chaos for Scrappy and, and getting on Bambi's bad side 
by always bringing this, being around this woman and bringing up Scrappy. Scrappy is a married man who apparently cannot keep his goddamn hands off Bambi. Because every time we turn around, they got another baby. True. Okay, They every time we turn around, they, didn't, they got three babies back to back. Scrappy is happy where he at. And I've just, I just feel like if you really love him the way you say you do, even if you don't necessarily care for Bambi, you're not going to keep bringing that to their doorstep. Okay. Have a relationship with Shay. Do it off camera and leave me and my wife out of it. You got three grandkids. That's all. You got four grandkids total, honestly. And I don't know if Scrappy got no siblings who got kids. So it's like, you don't need to keep bringing my name up. When you hanging out with this woman. Yeah. Just hang out with her. That's fine. Because she do need a mother figure. Because her mother is a motherfucker. Yeah. I so, saw, I, yeah, I Shay's mama my is a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Shay's mama is a bitch. Um, I'm really glad that Eric called off the engagement and left Sierra alone. That young lady, and I use the term young, very, 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 very loose, very loose. She don't know what she, and it's okay. As a woman, you should have the space to figure it out, but not as somebody else. That man want to get married, you don't say that. Just say it. Let him go make somebody else happy. She needs to just be by herself. She's a serial monogamous. Yep. While not ever wanting to ever really be monogamous. That's the weird part. And it's like you couldn't really see it with... You could you got hints of it with BK, but he was such a clown that you were able to kind of give it to her. But with this Eric situation, it was just glaring. Yeah, absolutely. Glad he um, let her play in his face. Me too. I am glad. Um, I don't can we stop inviting Shekinah to things, please? Okay. Okay. Can we get her off this show? When we we give people hell for being on these shows and not having a storyline, and this is the she is the main source of that. This lowercase letter built ass bitch do not has not ever had a storyline on these shows. She is just here creating drama that don't make sense. L- seriously, Mona Scott, get her off this fucking show and keep her off. Shekana is good at doing hair. Create a hair show for Shekana. Yes. But Shekana don't have no reason to be on Love and Hip Hop with no storyline whatsoever. Because I know nothing about Shekinah. And, I, and this is after years of her being on reality TV shows. I she can't tell serves, you anything of any substance. She serves no purpose. None. Le- let her stay at home. Or challenge her to be fucking transparent about her real life. That's my thing. I'm willing to watch her on my TV if she got a storyline. Her serving Safari with some fake-ass divorce papers is not a storyline. It just really don't make no sense to me. And I'm tired of seeing it. Yeah, it's not. She used to be... When they when they used to sprinkle Shekinah in on shows, it was cute. She's a very sprinkler in a little bit, but that's it. But making her the she constant like source of mess, no. Did you yeah, say she, she like, like MSG? Yeah, sometimes you could sprinkle a little MSG on your food and it tastes better. But you know you ain't supposed to have a lot of it because it's going to fuck with your health. That's where we at with Shekinah. We could take her in very small doses. Yeah. That's it. Um, while we in Atlanta, we might as well head on over to the Blue Ridge Mountain and talk about Married to Medicine. A few things stood out to me. I I 
I'm neither a huge quad fan or a huge quad hater. I can tolerate quad. I think she has a purpose on the show. And whether she's married to medicine or not, she is one of the OGs on this show that I don't mind seeing on the show. But sometimes I wish she would shut the hell up because nobody cares about you being willing to take no lie detector test to prove you had nothing or you had no knowledge of what was going on at Anila's house. Nobody cares. Nobody asked you that. And that's why all the ladies was confused. Like, why, why would you need to take a lie detector test? Like, why are you in it? Is she letting, is she letting us know something? I mean, like, she called them people the from, she called them people up from Memphis to, to rob that lady house. Something. Cause why did you, why would you throw yourself? Cause I didn't catch that. I, I, I saw the scene, but didn't catch that. Why would you throw yourself out there unprovoked? Yeah, mm. she was like, I'll take one. And they're like, why, why would you take a lie detector test? She like to prove that I don't have knowledge of anything pertaining to the robbery of Anila's house. Nobody thought you did, sweetheart, until you just said that. Weird. Mm. Very weird. That's very weird. Um, I'm typically not a Toya fan, but I'm very tired of Toya being held to a standard that the other ladies don't have to be held to. And I'm speaking specifically of Audra. Well, one, congratulations, Audra and husband um, on a blooming bundle of joy. But I feel like you went really hard at Toya and never apologized to her. I don't think it was any of the ladies' business about her financial issues or dealings or anything else. Like, you made, you went out of your way to put it on Front Street all over because Toya said she ain't like your champion outfit. And that was that was looming from, you know, the her joking about you being a lawyer or whatever. Like, you went really hard. And I feel like if y'all were going to get on a good foot, it should have been apology exchanged both ways. Toya yeah. certainly owed you an apology. She certainly did. And I'm glad she gave it to you, but you owed her an apology as well. Yeah, because sure. it was a it was a lot. It was a lot. It, Doing it, the math about her house and all of that. And her, her it was a lot. And shit. It was a yeah, lot. It was Everybody a lot. know everybody know Toya and Eugene got funny finances. Right. That's that's the running joke around there. It, yeah. it, it it was a lot. Um, I like the way so they they have some of my favorite um housewife husbands Definitely. because they get together and they discuss things and discuss it as men and not allow how the women are responding to a situation to leak over into how into how they discuss things amongst themselves as men. Yeah. And I they, do like they, that. They, they straighten out a lot more amongst themselves than their wives ever have. And I appreciate that. I do that. Get that out the way. No, I um, definitely agree with you. Cause Dr. Kieran and like, we finna, <laughs> we're going to air this out right here and I'm over it, but it's going to be said. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that Quad has severely misstepped in trying to throw Toya and Eugene's name in a basket for this Anila situation. I feel like whatever ongoing frenemy shit Quad and Toya have going played a part in that. But I wholeheartedly do not believe Quad and I mean Toya and Eugene had anything to do with their house getting robbed. Do I believe it was somebody that Anila knows and is close to? Yes, but in a familial, not in a we cool and have filmed together a little bit. And Toya and Anila haven't been as close. So when we were introduced to Anila 
um, last season, their home was still being built. So they weren't living in that community with Toya and Eugene yet. So I doubt Toya has spent very much time in Anila and Dr. Kieran's new home because they're not friends like that anymore. It just kind of fell apart last season. So I feel like Quad trying to perpetuate that or have a hand in it, 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 it looks, she looks bad because it was unnecessary. There's a lot of ways to dig at Toya without you accusing another black woman of having a non-black woman's home broken. It, it was given a little bit of anti-blackness there. So I, I didn't like that. I didn't care for that at all from Quad. However, Adrian, did you catch how Anila threw Quad under the bus when she was talking to Toya and they rolled the footage back? And Anila orchestrated all of that rumor shit. I am praying mm -hmm. that Toya paid close attention to that because Quad had nothing to do with that rumor being laid out for all to see at her Christmas party. That was all Anila. And I yeah. hate that. I hate that Quad is, is going to have to catch, you know, catch a stray bullet because of it. Yes, she is. Because she talking about, well, Quad invited her and no, I don't think Quad knew any of that was going to happen. But that 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 run back shows Anila telling that girl to spill the rumor amongst the ladies immediately. Yeah. Well, that'll be that'll be interesting to see how that's handled at the end. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering, I'm hoping Quad and um, Toya clock Anila for that because that was definitely Anila's doing. Um, what else, you know, in the house? We, we don't see anything um from contessa and heavenly um and i really don't want to i feel like that friendship has run its course yeah if i can't come to you as a friend and say hey when you do abc i do not like it 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 creates havoc in my own life when you do that and and put me and my husband you know make us the topic of topic of conversation on your show i don't like that and it's hurtful because i feel like as my friend you shouldn't want to open me up to more opinions from strangers more vitriol from strangers but you do it anyways and so heavenly refusing to be open to seeing why contessa feels that way it just lets me know that's a friendship that has run its course and there's nothing that Contessa will ever be able to do about that. Yeah. So yeah. I just don't want to see them argue anymore, quite honestly. Yeah, that too. It it it's run its course, except for in that preview from the reunion when uh Contessa ran up on that on the bus where uh Simone and Heavenly was getting their makeup done and she was about to whoop Heavenly ass and Heavenly ran behind security. <laughs> she don't want no parts. No, Contessa bodybuilding, you don't want no parts of that. Contessa whoop heavenly ass. She got the mouth, but not the hands to match. We'll get to that when we get to the first part of the reunion or whatever. But I'm going to be honest. I don't like hearing about Dr. Eugene and his sexual escapades. Yeah, no. I just don't. I just, he just, he not attractive to me. And he kind of messy. Like as a whole, I like the husbands, but he's the messier husband. Mm -hmm. And I just, it don't do it for me. Yeah, no, nah, it, no. Nah. Mm -mm. Now, if this was Cecil or Dr. Scott or Dr. Damon, because Dr. Damon is very attractive to me. He he gives me like um Barry White, uh like um Gerald Levert, Velvet Teddy Bear vibe. I like I know that. Dr. Damon give a good fucking hug and I know he smell good. 
I know he do. But Eugene. No, uh, not at all. And Dr. Karen be putting it in a Neela butt. So I know. You know it's lit over there. It's Liddy. You know, Dr. Karen not bad looking either. But Doc, Eugene, Eugene and Curtis, those two husbands, I do not want to talk about sex at all on TV. And have people see it, please. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Leave that to the sanctity of your bedroom. Please. And thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> well, did you have anything else for marriage medicine, Adrian? No. No, that was pretty no, good. Okay. okay, I think we covered that one good. Well, we might as well hop on the hop on the plane and head on over to um Salt Lake City. And you know you're gonna do the heavy lifting on this one, friend, because it's still too much snow on that mountain for me. <laughs> it's not gonna take me long. So the, the whites was fighting in this episode. And I just want to say, I feel like Meredith is dragging the Lisa situation specifically because we had the season premiere and Meredith is going around telling people about these rumors about Lisa. Y'all should be even at this point because y'all are spreading similar rumors about each other. So all of this shit, Meredith, you doing about Lisa needs to get help and you can't be friends with her unless she gets help. She don't owe you none of that. She said some mean shit in a moment of fucking anger. And that's just what it was. She called you a hoe. She said the bitch is a hoe. And then and in turn, you have turned around and been like, well, if I'm a hoe, you know this bitch a hoe because they saying that she be performing sexual favors so that she can get her uh, to tequila distributed in certain areas one hand washing the other on that one and i really just want y'all to get over it. i also want to say that heather you and that big back you baby y'all are some pot stirrers chaos and calamity is what heather is serving up on this goddamn show because you do not you cannot stand lisa barlow so why are you championing her mending this frenemy ship with with Meredith I don't get it like you just want to be in the hole in the fold and when y'all went horseback riding Heather baby baby when that horse told you uh-uh get your big ass off my back uh-uh <laughs> <laughs> baby that horse listen they went horseback riding and it was a group of they went to Arizona of women who had did performed in a Dolce and Gabbana show some many years ago on their horses wearing Dolce and Gabbana, real fly and shit. Um, but in Arizona, that's where Lisa took them. And so they gave the ladies some costumes, some traditional costumes to dress up in. And they were going to get on the horses. Baby Heather, big ass, tried to get on that horse. And that horse was like, the horse just walking sideways and shit, trying to get away from Heather. <laughs> <laughs> they had to go stand by the, the gate, the fencing, so that Heather could get up on the gate and then get on the horse. Baby, that horse was everything other than please. Everything other than please. Um, And then, what is this meltdown, Whitney, that you had where you needed to... Well, I don't care about this being no trip for Jen Shaw because she's a crook. And I think y'all are out of y'all rapid-ass minds to be doing all this love and support shit for a fucking scammer who scams elderly people. And she crying, I don't have nobody but my family. They took everything from me. Yeah, they froze your assets and all your accounts. And you're never getting none of that expensive shit back. It's going to be used as, as, can they, when they freeze your accounts and they take that shit, what, what does it go to? Oh, I think, and don't quote me because now you're going in the criminal law lane. Um, it's usually become like forfeitures. So either okay. they take it and then just don't ever give it back. Uh, 
and they justify it some way in the law or it could be possibly for restitution where the items are sold or auctioned off and then they try to compensate the victims but that that's usually a rarity well she ain't gonna get it no more i can tell you that now i don't know who gonna get the benefit of all her nice expensive stuff but it probably won't be her anymore. okay so it's like yeah i don't care that you don't have all of your material things that you acquired while scamming elderly leave us alone and can we stop acting like both jen and lisa are these sweet little lambs and they have talked shit about all of the ladies i just i don't understand the whole campaign behind lisa and jen this give it a fucking break please now shit uh, that's all i had there excuse me we gonna head to chicago because this <laughs> this season finale was something it was i was very confused honestly after the season finale because i it seems like are y'all coming back that's what i got on? from it that's what I got from it. First of all, Ford, what did you move into Dallas? You a fuck nigga, Ford. All that meat and no brain. Just horrible. <laughs> Just horrible. Your family's in it. Your family too far, kid. <laughs> Sorry. Your family and it, and it's just two fucking marbles in your head clinking around. You you want to move to Dallas? And okay, every, there we go. Your family's in Atlanta. Your the mother of your child and your child is in Atlanta and you just spent this previous episode crying tears about being away from your son. You don't have a shop in Dallas. If you going off the tattoo and stuff, you can tattoo anywhere. You can make that, that horrible music. If you insist on making it, <laughs> you can make that, you can make that horribleness anywhere so why are you not choosing to go to atlanta <laughs> i got i i need and what yeah i got questions oh, that need answers and no mass no brain mass just meat and no mass that's what it is all that meat with no mass well we know no where god substance. took it from then at least <laughs> <laughs> brain just emptied in the motherfucker boy Ooh, i don't we. get that <sighs> man um I don't, Drea moves like a gypsy. Just uh, beautiful tattoos. That's all I got to say. Beautiful tattoos. <clears throat> I want to get to Don and Ashley. It has been 10 plus motherfucking years and y'all have not figured it out yet. Why are y'all together? Yeah, like, they thrive in dysfunction. They thrive in dysfunction. I I actually thought that they had been together longer than that for some reason. I don't know why I thought they had been together longer than that, but y'all still- I thought still... they did too, because I felt like, but then their oldest child together is not 10, so I guess not. Yeah, but- But I just- I don't, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, I felt like they still, or maybe they knew each other and then maybe that's- I'm counting that part of it too. But either way, they something is wrong. And he something something something's wrong. Something's not clicking with them. And I don't know. I don't I don't really know. I really don't know what it is and I don't know what the answer is. But how do you want us to live separately but don't want to make anything like kind of official? Like uh, uh I don't like being in a gray area at all. At all. And I'm not going to do a gray area. With no motherfucker I didn't had two kids with. And I'm not going to be in a gray area with a motherfucker who I've had all these ups and downs with. 
Either we making it work or we're getting divorced and we're moving on. That's it. Don't have nothing else. And I think it speaks to where her self-esteem is at, that she's constantly chasing behind this marriage that has historically not served her. This relationship has a, as a whole has not served Ash. From the cheating to the outside baby to the another potential outside baby, but the girl ended up having an, uh, terminating the pregnancy. What has this marriage really served you? You seem as insecure now as you did 10 years ago. You seem as insecure now as you did with the first cheating scandal, as insecure now as you did with the outside baby situation. You This marriage has not aided in you becoming a better version of yourself and that alone should make you want to walk away from it. Yeah. You are the same emotionally disconnected, immature woman you were when you came into the relationship. And Don has not done his due diligence and his job as a husband and a provider to build you up and lift you up and help fix things that he broke in you. Yeah. He do not care. Because it's weird because you can see growth in Ashley, just not. When it comes to her relationship with Don. Correct. Like when she talks about his him needing to figure his co-parenting thing out with his daughter's mom, you can see the growth in her. She's not at all concerned about Don slipping back to, to his baby mama. She wants them to have a great co-parenting relationship for the sake of the child and the children in the household. You can see the growth there. But when it just comes to them being on one accord as a couple... As partners, they are they still not there. And I just feel like a decade is a long time to still not be there. Of course, you're always working and doing the work and growing, but they seem as disconnected now as they were in the past. And to and me, it, that speaks volumes. And it's funny because I think part of the disconnect on Don's end is he's, I mean, he's living his dreams. Absolutely. So for him, it's like, well, I'm doing this and I'm growing and I'm doing new things and following my passions and everything. And you're not. But she's not in part because she's making sure everything is okay at home. So you can go make Tubi movie. And that ain't no shade. Because I definitely watched that movie that he's in on Tubi. And it was good. Yeah, for sure. And his so acting no was shade. really decent. His acting was really decent in it. As a matter of fact, the movie... Paper Hearts. I mean, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan. Oh, I, I wasn't talking about Paper Hearts. It's oh, another one. Another one? Yeah, it's okay. called Faithful, and that's that's oh, why when you said that. he did, yeah, that's why when you said he did good acting, I'm like, well, he was a man cheating that was married and cheating. <laughs> so I don't know how much of a stretch that would have been in acting, but yeah, check it out. It was a good movie. I like. Okay, I'm gonna have to check it out because yeah, in Paper Heart. Um, his acting was really good in Paper Heart as well, and I'm uh, yeah, it was really decent. I'm and I'm a fan of Keisha Irvin, so I know how those movies can be when they go from books to movies. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think he, I think he did all right, and so it's not like he's without talent. But the fact that you don't acknowledge that your wife has taken a step back so that you can pursue these dreams, you think that. If Ashley was doing everything she wanted to do full throttle, you would be able to open gyms and you would be able to bodybuild and you would be able to do bodybuilding competitions and you'd be able to go practice these lines and shoot these movies. No, that's sacrifice on Ashley's part. And now seeing this, <clears throat> I go back to the scene that she initially made me mad when she was saying, I want your support. 
Because initially I'm like, well, he's asking what he need. What do you need? And you don't have it. And it feels like maybe with her saying, I just want you to support me. It feels like maybe she doesn't know exactly what she wants to do right now, but she wants it on his mind that, hey, I'm going to start doing some stuff too. And I need to know that yeah. you're going to support me. Absolutely. So. Like, I, I feel like sometimes the way she goes about things are strained. But mm-hmm. as you said, they thrive in dysfunction. Yeah. And so, you know, thinking back on all of this and I don't think she's wrong for feeling the way she feels. And I think he is a, a fucking fool to believe that she is a bad wife. I really do. I think she's a, I think he's a fool. If anything, she to me. She's stupid for staying is what I believe. So, you know, I <clears throat> I just was like, you know, he got a lot of fucking nerve. But if y'all can't get it right at year 10, what's it going to take is the, yeah. the question there. Um, so I, I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting one of Ryan's artists to have that huge meltdown. Um, but it put something on my mind in that I am mad. I didn't think about the impact filming this show has on these shops and when the artists who are not a part of the show were discussing it they was like i can't i'm not making the money i used to make or the money i was promised to make because clients don't want to come in here because they don't want to deal with all the paperwork and they don't want to be filmed and they don't want to be recorded and they don't want to have to sign rights to this or rights to that and so we lose money in that aspect. So what then happened? Because the- at one time, Ryan had the nine mag for shooting purpose for the show and then had this nine mag where the artists were actually working. What happened with that? So I think that Ryan took over the lease of the old nine mag when Van tried to have a shop. And the the owner, the building owner, wanted to revoke the lease because of the shape that Van and them were keeping the old nine mag in. <clears throat> so Ryan took it over and then he gave it up. And then there's the new nine mag. Because you're right, for a while, he didn't allow cameras in new nine mag. Like right. they couldn't go any further than like the front desk. So I think when, you know, when Van I left. I also show, remember. Oh, go ahead. No, I was saying when Van left the show. And when, you know, everything was going downhill with Charmaine and Second City E, they needed to actually be able to film in a tattoo shop. And and I think Ryan had to be like, okay, come on, damn. Because it seems like he's changing other stuff with his business, too, because for a while there, Nine Mag wasn't a walk-in shop. No, you had to have not. an appointment, but now it seems like it's it's kind of switching over a little more to like a walk-in shop. Yep. Yep. And I feel like his his best artist didn't really sign up for that. And once Second City Inc. closed and Charmaine was like, I'm not filming no more, all the responsibility fell on Ryan. He was like the last man standing. And I still think you have to consider those artists, like we saw with Jet, like artists who typically are used to being able to turn on the music, tattoo, you know, do this, that, and the third. Now, every time, you know, the production crew is around, it's like, turn that music down. Yeah. Don't do this. You can't do that. No, you can't come in here. You got to go around there and do Like, all those rules and stipulations, those are things I never really thought about. And I agree with Ryan, too, when they had this meeting that, yes, that's true, but some of it is y'all leave, y'all don't come to work like y'all supposed to. There is no way Ryan should be on our TV screens doing all that he's doing and he has back rent on that fucking shop. 
something not yeah, adding yeah. up to me. And I don't know if it's because of the artist or Ryan's not enforcing certain rules or whatever the case may be. But I'm really glad that as the boss and as the shop owner, he said, let me take a step back and really assess if filming is worth it. Is it worth it? And I like, it sounds like he's losing more money than he making. Yeah. And you can tell that Ryan has been working with a therapist or some somebody mental health wise because you've never seen him really as vulnerable to be like because during that speech he said something like you know I really don't know what I'm doing and I've just kind of been learning you know kind of trial and error with this and how to balance the shop and shooting and stuff and I don't think you would have gotten that from a past run yeah I agree I agree I'm also proud of Prince. I think yeah. uh, Prince, I don't like that they treat Prince like he's a homeless stepchild or an mm. orphan. They did that to him at Second City Inc. Um, I think Jet was wrong for implying Drea and Prince get some type of preferential treatment because they are phenomenal tattoo artists. Right. They are phenomenal tattoo artists. They they are phenomenal at what they do. And so I thought it was pretty crappy of Jet to make him feel that way. But I was proud it motivated him to get his own space. Yeah. Because there's nothing like feeling like you have a, a comfortable place to work or a place to work. And every time you, you blink too fast, you know, you being treated like you're not valuable. At some but point. I will... that... Go ahead. No, go go ahead. Finish your finish your. Oh, no, I was just going to say at some point you, you can get out there and get it yourself if you really want. I'm okay with the decision he made. I don't like that he let it be known at the at that dinner, though. I feel like there I was a better way. I wish he would have talked to Ryan privately. Yeah. 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 I, I wish him and Drea would have talked to him privately. Yeah. Because it's not like he wouldn't have understand, okay, Drea, you having family issues. You need to be back in the New York, Virginia area. Okay. Prince, you deciding that you want to kind of do your own thing. Okay, but don't just matter factly say it at the table, and I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I um, I mean, it left off very open ended. I don't know if this is the series finale or the season finale, but we you, shall you think, see. You, you think they just like kind of wrapping up all the black ink? A part of me feels like they are. Like Compton I haven't heard anything about getting. Oh, Compton is done. I okay. I don't. I haven't heard anything, and usually by this time, you know if it's coming back is what I'll say. So I don't know. That's, yeah, I think so too. Because the last time when New York was on, so was Compton. Yeah. So I feel like if if one is coming back, the other one should have been coming back too. Yeah. As I say, like are uh, they just kind of like phasing it out, and maybe I they'll do so. another tattoo show? I think. So. Okay. I think that's where they're headed. That's kind of how I feel. Is that they're phasing it out? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that was all I had for Black Ink. Yeah, that was so, pretty, that's pretty where much we You want to do Love and Marriage Huntsville or you want to do Potomac? Well, I'm fine with either one, honestly. Because it's enough. Okay. It's enough with either one. Well, we will we will head back to Potomac then for the season premiere. I thought it was a pretty good season premiere. I didn't have any qualms with it. Um, we can see really quickly the lines in the sand being drawn. Yeah. Um, I guess the first thing I want to say is that I'm not a fan of Mia. I do think it's uh, maybe weird to talk about a health prognosis without actually having a health prognosis. 
yet on social media. But at the same time, I understand that people not use it as a diary, but as a way to connect. I I feel like you might be less scared with a diagnosis of cancer than it just consistently being in limbo. Like they're running test after test after test and they don't know what it is or what it could be. So I do understand Mia's being scared. And she's not the first woman or the last woman to deal with something like that. So a part of me is absolutely like, I understand talking about this on social media because you're not the only scared woman that's going through something like that. But then a part of me is like, maybe you should wait till you have a diagnosis to, to discuss it. But in no way did Giselle have the right to bring up her health issue in the manner that she like I I just that was so ugly and mean and cruel and the fact that she doesn't think anything of it when saying shit like that that's what makes her so unlikable to me yeah that yeah the Mia thing is kind of weird um because I know that you that people do use social media Facebook and stuff like that to kind of micro micro blog for themselves but for me, I would I wouldn't put out I wouldn't put it out until I had a diagnosis because I wouldn't I wouldn't want a bunch of attention from people if that make if that makes sense. Like I wouldn't want a bunch of attention from people until I know exactly what is going on. Cause I wouldn't want the anxiety of people asking all the time, like, well, okay, is everything okay? You know, did you get your test? Because once you put that out there like that. That's going to be the follow-up that you get. Absolutely. Every time. The more you share, the more people want to know. Right. So I feel like a cute group chat, like if I, like a close friends group chat or close family group chat, that's something I might put in there. Like, oh, hey, I got this. Here's the follow-up. You know, this is what the follow-up is going to be. I probably wouldn't put it out on Facebook unless I wanted attention. But maybe also at that time, if this, this area of uncertainty, maybe you do want attention and maybe there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if attention is something that you need, it's not like she's making this up. It's just, it's just weird for me, but you're absolutely right. Candace Giselle was out of line with how she brought it up. Yeah. Like, well, hello, Mrs. Cancer, no cancer. Like what? In what world is that fucking appropriate? Oh, Giselle's obvious. Something wrong with her. Something is wrong with her. Like the dots don't connect because even the way she handled Wendy trying to approach her and speak to her, I just, all last season, Giselle and Robin dug and dug and dug and dug at Wendy, nitpicked the hell out of her for every little thing, brought up her marriage, brought up her body, brought up her career, brought... And she clapped your goddamn wig off your head and now you want to act like you a poor victim. And that's my, that's one of the things I cannot stand about Giselle. I don't mind a mean girl. All of these shows have a mean girl, but she cannot take it as much as she dishes it. I don't All like that it. trying to shoot Wendy away. Uh, 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 don't touch me. Don't touch me. You and Karen have had bigger and grander fights and Karen has said meaner things to you. Yet you have no problem remaining friends with her after y'all get beyond y'all little spats. But you shooing her, shooing Wendy away like she was some type of rodent or roach or something. I don't know. It didn't sit well in my spirit. It really did not. I didn't like it. And I think, but but a huge part is that I just don't like Giselle. I think that woman is gorgeous, but I think that inside is so ugly, it's hard to really dope on the outside. 
I, I second that. I second Um, And so, I'm talking about Ashley. I don't think her and Michael are going to end up getting divorced. I think this is for a storyline. I think it allows her the opportunity to have a comeback arc. After years of being, um, you know, being side-eyed for staying with somebody who has a history of being accused of sexual assault and things of that nature, this this looks really good that she would dare to leave him. Uh But none of her actions say that she's actually leaving. I don't think they're going to end up divorcing. I don't think so either. And this whole house thing reeks of scam to me. Yeah. Something is telling me, it just feels like something that would attach to his assets is coming down the pipe. Because why would you buy a house in an LLC that he's on and that you're on? Putting, when you start putting property into LLCs and come, it just, it becomes, it's a red flag for me. So something telling me it's something that, that could attach finances that's coming down and maybe this is why she's trying to establish this is the point that we were separated so that any money or anything that she get during this time, she could find a way to separate it out. Yeah. I could be I making agree. all I could be making all of this. No, it doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't make sense at all because honestly if he wanted to buy her a home, he could buy her a home and just put it in her name. Right. Why are y'all establishing? And this is an LLC that's not even established. Y'all are establishing right. an LLC to buy a home in it within the LLC. That's weird to me. It's really weird to me. And even if Michael put down the majority, the bulk of the money on this home or whatever, Ashley still has income from this show. So mm-hmm. I still just do not understand not buying her a home and putting it in her name, her name on the title. I'm telling you, it's, it's just like you said, finances. some don't sit right. Yeah, something is not was not. I wonder if there's some lawsuits or something coming down the pipeline. That that's what that's what is striking me. And it wouldn't whatever it is, it's not, not as simple as just getting assets in Ashley's name. That that as a workaround. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. It'll it was done in the dark will come to the light. So, it, but it just reeks of something financially is going on, and they're trying to establish something. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And also, I don't remember we say about Eugene and Curtis. Okay, I don't ever want to hear about you craving no Crip Keeper cock. Can you say it? Say it again. I don't ever want to hear about you craving no Crip Keeper cock. Says when she said, uh, "Oh, mm-mm, I'm about to throw up." Let's like, just... baby, I don't that dilapidated dick. Nobody wants to hear about that. Okay, nobody wants to. Mm-mm. Just yucky. And that's another thing. That that marriage is not over. But like you said, now I'm starting to wonder, is this is this, you know, separation? Or is this um, you know, a means to an end because some shit is going mm-hmm. on and, she, and they're trying to remove her from it as far as possible. Cause yep. again, you you're you have a postnup and you have fulfilled the requirements of the postnup. You gonna get yours regardless. Mm-hmm. So what is going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something ain't right. Something that million. And while we here talking other money, okay. Robin sits down with Sharice. Sharice, you are aging fucking horribly. God, you look bad. Jesus, you look old. 
And what made yeah. you get a get breast implants? She was already kind of on the chunky side. No shade touch chunky girls. But the last thing I'm gonna do as a chunkier woman is go get breast implants. Big titties make you look bigger. Yeah, I guess maybe it's just something to do post-divorce. Robin says that she wants to, before her and Juan set a wedding date and all this stuff, which I don't think they're getting, she wants to get a, pr- a prenup because she doesn't think that Juan should be entitled to any of the money that she's made since they've been back together. She's the breadwinner now and she should get to keep this money. And I'm going to be honest. Normally, I would agree. Normally, I would totally agree. Same. But this is the same Robin Dixon who squandered away Juan Dixon's NBA money on scams and bad investments from her best friend who then committed suicide. And when they had that reading with the spiritual advisor, beyond the grave, that nigga says, fuck you. Yeah. Beyond the grave, he was not remorseful for scamming her out of all of that money. So I feel like it's a lot of fucking nerve and audacity to feel like Juan is not entitled to anything from you when you took everything from him. Because do you think she would have been on this show if she wasn't connected to Juan Dixon? Not at all. Okay. Because that was my same thought. And might I say, I like Robin with the dark hair. She looks nice. She looks real good. But this was real stank in spirit. Like, you lost all his money. Y'all built back up. And then, that's a lot of nerve right there. But like you said, I don't think they're going to get... I don't think they're going to get married anyway. No, I don't think they're going to get married. And I also like, I'm going to be honest. I feel like this is a conversation I would have never had on camera. Like if I really wanted to discuss a prenup with Juan or something like that, I would have done it in the privacy of our home when the cameras, I would have never put that on camera. Like, yeah, I'm the breadwinner now. And, and he ain't entitled to shit. Like, he don't, even so if Juan you doesn't didn't mean it anymore? that way. I think he still does. So, but she probably does make more. I, I thought coaches made like decent money. Let me see. Yeah. I, that was my thing. I thought they made decent. Yeah, but I he's guess the current head coach for Coppin State University in Baltimore. Okay. Oh, uh-uh. I think we starting to peel back some more layers and into what could be wrong with their relationship because how do you how do you say how do you say that yeah especially when you don't so what other so now i'm now i want to go down a rabbit hole of robin's sources of income i know she was flipping houses but she didn't do that very well and cost effectively right she was selling bedazzled hats so i mean well i mean the casino and the bingo crowd still rock those faithfully so maybe she may and then whatever she makes here but to say it, I'm the breadwinner. Like I can't imagine there's that big of a gap between what they're bringing in. And yeah. you lost all my money before. See, she about to have me on a man's side. Now Robin done pissed me off. Yeah. Mm. So it says that he probably is making a, a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars annually as the head coach. And I don't know how much Robin is making per episode, and she could be earning a little more than him now. Because she's got like the the um, sponsor podcast that she does with Giselle, oh, okay. the okay. little bedazzle hats, her show money. But even still, that's just a very ugly thing to say about somebody that you claim you want to marry again. I can see if what hmm, I can see why why I might feel away. And why they might have a weird dynamic in their relationship. Because didn't Juan like live with her family while he was in high school? 
Yeah. Or college, one of those. Yeah. Yep. With that yeah. hit that with that type of history, that's something I don't I wouldn't have said that on camera. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Like even if I even if I felt that way, I would have at the very least had that conversation outside of the it just comes across a bit ugly. That's all yeah, I'm saying. It's real ugly. Real, real <clears throat> ugly. Um, I think this season is going to get very interesting. The preview for tonight's episode, um, oh, Candace and Chris. I don't know. You, so you can't, Chris can't be your assistant and your manager and you're not making a lot of money yet as a music artist. That man has to bring in income because that man has kids and he pays child support for those kids. He needs to have a job where he's amassing income. So all of the hell that Candace seems to be giving Chris, I don't quite understand because you signed up for that when you married a man who had two kids coming into the relationship and he pays child support. And so if you don't want it to seem like Mama Dorothy doing everything and you don't want it to seem like Chris is living off of you, Chris got to work. And he's the manager for a rooftop bar at the W or some shit like that. Working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And why would you, with the history of these managers that are these, mm -mm, I wouldn't want my man to be tangled up in my career finances. Me either. Because now, I, now you divorce, and now not only could you possibly be paying spousal support, now you could possibly be paying extra because now you were their career, and now that you're not together, it's either they continue to manage you or they don't, and then be able. Mm -mm, no, no, no. Yeah, strong. No. Um, I am very much so okay with them having separate careers. I think Chris is a phenomenal chef and very good at hospitality. And I know people like to turn their noses down at hospitality and things like that, but it's a huge business that has not gone anywhere. and It's not going to go anywhere. And so um, I like that for Chris. I like him having finances separate from Candace because they tried to run that through the mud last season, making it seem like he was leeching off of her. So I'm, I'm glad they're getting through that. And um, I will say in the preview for tonight's episode, Chris sends Ashley, he responds to one of her Instagram stories saying at like 2.40 in the morning saying she should have came through, her and her girls should have came through to the W. And Ashley is trying to make it seem like Chris is trying to hit on her or is being inappropriate. And Giselle is agreeing. And Robin is like, are y'all okay? It sounds like he just wanted y'all to bring some uh, customers to the bar. <laughs> right. And this is why, like I said, I don't think Chris was trying to be inappropriate with Ashley in any capacity, but this is why you need to keep your head on a motherfucking swivel because she is barely on the good foot with Candace and already trying to paint Chris as some type of creep when he's just trying to be like, hey, come through to my job. Should I send, get y'all a bottle, get y'all in the VIP section and y'all could just chill out. That's what it was for me. But that's why at 2.42 in the morning, you don't got no business in nobody's deal. Because it cuts down on a lot of that shit that people can interpret how they feel based on how they feel and what they think. Yep. I think that'll be a good episode tonight. And we going to close it down with Love and Marriage Huntsville. We need a resolution. Episode six, season five. After the, I wouldn't even call this no rumble in the fucking jumble. Nobody fault. Motherfuckers was tussling. Um, I just. I don't like 
I don't like I don't like that this happened and it's giving Martell an opening with Melanie. I, I don't like it. I don't I don't like it. I think you made a great point last week when you said that Martell has to be held accountable because he opened the doors for people to say some of these types of things about Mel. He opened the door. He paved the way for Wanda to repeat things that she heard him say. I think Destiny is a weirdo and a liar. I think she's a coward. And I believe that she was caught saying some really snaky shit about Mel because she is far too defensive and has a lot of vitriol for Mel that shouldn't be there if you know you did absolutely nothing wrong. If Mel ain't walk up on you saying nothing negative or bad about her, there is no reason for you to have that type of animosity on your chest for that lady. I, I feel like she said a lot more than she's letting on. And she she don't want to stand up. In. I don't I don't know. I think a lot of things layered on why she has this animosity for Mel. I think uh, there's a tinge of jealousy in it. I think that whole Mel is a part of her village and her support system, but Mel doesn't need her to do that. I think that got to her because destiny strikes me as a, I can't have someone do something for me and I can't reciprocate because then I'm their charity case. So her not being able to be a part of male support system where, hey, you need people to watch the kids or this and this. I think that made her feel away because now she feels like a charity case. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there are a lot of things that layered up. And then that conversation thing happened for her. And now she just doesn't mail it off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am glad that Martell has acknowledged that he will not have a working or business relationship with the Scots and like move on and find something else. I thought it was fucking odd to be trying to rekindle that business relationship in the first place, knowing the nasty things Marceau and Tisha have said about him and Mel. Um, mm -hmm. But when you need a dollar, you need a dollar. So, you know, I guess she was going to take it any way it came. Can but we be honest? This is, he's saying this, but I think this is a preemptive thing. I don't, I think if Marceau and Tisha were like, we want to work with you, I think he would. But I think he knows at this point, the only way that he can get back into Skull is with Tisha's approval and he's not going to get yeah. But just study for your builder's life, my guy. Like, you got to, he literally said, they sitting up kicking about you not having it. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, he was right. Like, Contract him to do what? He ain't got no license. I don't do business like that. He's absolutely right. It's shady, but he's absolutely right. Martel has to stop trying to ride every way and just do the work because it's not going your easy. Your easy life is gone. When you let Mel go, that's gone. So you can't. Yeah. If you going to do the builder's thing, sit down, study, get your builder's license. Stop trying to do, oh, I'm going to open up a wine thing, but I'm going to do my wine and just slap my label on another wine company. Stop with these yeah. little marketing pyramid schemes and stuff and, and do do the work. Agree. Absolutely agree. Because what um, happened to the other guy he was working with? Yeah. He told him to get his builder's license too. Everybody that tells him to get his builder license, he go running off into the sunset in the opposite direction. Just stupid. Because you've got the experience. 
I've never heard anyone said that Martel is bad at his job as far as the building stuff. You just don't have that builder's license now. Yeah. Do the work, bro. Quit. Do the work. For sure. Um, it okay. I like Funky Dineva. Don't get me wrong. But Funky Dineva didn't say anything that Marceau or anybody else hasn't said to Tisha when it comes to Wanda. And it's that she is complicit in Wanda's behavior with her silence. And if she really wanted Wanda to get a hold of her mouth and the the chaos that she brings to Tisha's life, sorry, she knows how. And she would create those boundaries if she really wanted to. I don't think Tisha wants to. I think Tisha is okay with her mama doing her dirty work. Always has been and always will be. Wanda says the things that Tisha loves, would love to, and probably says behind closed doors, but wouldn't dare say publicly. And she is okay letting letting Wanda off her lead to her dirty work. Like, there just is no way that my mom would feel comfortable discussing anybody's kids. I don't care if we are enemies to the fucking end. I don't want my mama sitting on the internet talking bad about anybody's children, bringing up the paternity of anybody's children or anything else. It's ugly. It's harmful. And those babies see, read, hear that shit one day. And like we said last week, Adrian Martel's going to have to be held accountable by his kids one day. And He's I did have like to answer that. to his children. I did like in the preview that Tisha did say that. She yeah. did insinuate that like, yep, my mom said it, but this is what's been coming from Martell. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, went, I found a thread in the comment section on something on YouTube, and it brought something to mind that based on the timeline, the baby that they're even trying to question that the outside world is trying to question paternity for, I don't think that's the one that Martell has even been referring to. It was the theory in, in the YouTube comments that I'm like, Okay. No, because somebody said that it was Sugar Mama, which is the youngest baby girl. And then um, I heard heard that it was, I thought it was, they were talking about the oldest girl. Uh Uh-uh. I not, isn't it Boss Baby? Boss Baby is the youngest, the the third child, ain't she? Is that Boss Baby? I think so, yeah. That was who the person in the thread had the theory about, that it was Boss Baby. Mm. And not and not sugar mama or the other one and they said because if you look at pictures with all of them together she don't look like them that the third one doesn't so they said so they were like they are wondering if that's the child that martell is really talking about because he said that there was that yeah because they went through the whole the whole timeline like well this is when they both said she found this out and then they were separated for this uh you know this amount of time and it like it kind of lined up. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. But mm-hmm. again, he opened he opened this door. Could have kept his damn mouth closed. Too busy trying to be spiteful and vengeful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was it. I really didn't care about the conversations everybody had with Destiny because she's not being fully honest. And so you know, I just I don't want Destiny on my TV screen. Truth, really. if I had I a choice. This. And I don't, I honestly don't think this is even good for her. I think she need to step, step back, step away. Yeah. Cause I saw she was having a meltdown on social media not too long ago. Like she had a yeah. meltdown on Instagram live. So the prayers down to her, but it's just, I don't have nothing for her. When you, you claim that Martell is your friend, you saw up close and personal how he treated his wife. 
And in in a turn to be spiteful to her because she's no longer your friend, you decide to be a character witness against her in their custody hearing. And to me, it don't get no lower than that, honestly. Because there's no way you believe that your friend, that Martel is a better parent than Mel, when, when he had free time for at least five to six years, he was spending that free time creating an outside family from his actual wife and kids. When he was out cheating and laying up and playing up with that woman, who you think was there with them goddamn kids? That was Mel. So for that alone, I just don't have nothing for Destiny. And Mel is the one, there wasn't Mel like giving her money? To help pay her bills? Yes, when she didn't have, when she was broke? Yes, sure was. We Get, losing re- her- We losing recipes out here. Cause I gave her I money to help time. fight her divorce and stuff like that. Everything. Yeah, we losing recipes. Cause I come from a time that even if we fall out and maybe we aren't friends anymore, if you held me down like that, it'll just be, hey, we fell out. We just don't. Yeah. We just. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing everything in my power to harm you because the the respect and the love is still there. Maybe one day we can come back to the table and fix what was broken. But she has made it so that. She'll never get mail back as a friend, and I don't blame it. I don't either. Yeah, I don't. But that is it, y'all. We are done for the day. We hope that y'all enjoyed us uh, to uh, giving y'all some black girl magic and girl power on this beautiful Sunday. And you got anything to say before we get out of here, Adrian? Um, yeah. Uh, shout out to my mom. This would have been her 70th birthday. She passed about 10 years ago, but today would have been her earthly birthday. So mama, I love you and I miss you every day. Happy heavenly birthday, mama Adrian. Um, you, and all you did, you gave us Adrian, who has been a true light and is a true joy. And so for that, we are very thankful for you and we hope you are resting peace. And with that said, we will be back next week. We thank y'all for tuning in and supporting us as always we out bye y'all